Welcome to Season 3 of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. I'm Garrett McMillan, a new sophomore on this year's Alabama baseball team, and thanks to our new NIL regulations, I can be paid a nominal amount to promote this podcast. A very nominal amount. Is there another word for less than nominal? Just stick to the script, Garrett. Okay. Tom and JT will be rambling on about SEC football again this year with a high lean on the Crimson Tide. Hey, have you guys ever considered I'm not bucking, you're bucking? Garrett, the script. Okay. Here are your hosts, Tom and JT. Welcome to Season 3. Everybody in to the latest episode of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. It is 2023. I have been on a trip that got absolutely canceled to to go skiing. I don't know if I've talked. To, I know I talked to Tom about that, but uh, I was caught up right after Christmas in the big Southwest Airlines snafu, and so Christmas ruined. And Tom just got back off a cruise where he played poker and won another cruise. So Tom, how's it going? Yeah, it's good, bud. It's good. You know, you got you got the shaft with Southwest for sure. And I was I was lucky. You know, we were leaving that Friday, and Southwest has a nine o'clock from Birmingham to Orlando. That's where our cruise ship come out of Port Port Canaveral. So they have a a Monday morning direct flight from Birmingham to Orlando every morning at nine o'clock, or at least every morning during the week. Yeah. Monday canceled, Tuesday canceled, Wednesday canceled, <laughs> Thursday canceled, and they went off without a hitch on Friday, which Friday was Friday got flight. out. So, <laughs> awesome. We well, felt fortunate. We we've got a lot of uh, we've had a lot of football played, so we won't we won't um, dwell on our our personal uh, travels right now. But I, I want to start off. We don't really have a commentary. Tom was supposed to have commentary, and right before we go, on, he said, hey, "I don't really write anything down." I'm like, well, that's fine because I, I've got something that we can open with before we get into the sugar bowl. So, Tom, I'm going to give you four items, and I want you to tell me which one doesn't belong, okay? You think you can do that? Oh, I can. I love this game already. Okay. All right, let's start off with uh, Pappy Van Winkle, Angel's Envy, Blanton's, and Old Forester. I'd say Old Forester does not belong. I, that's what I had down. Okay. The next group is going to be Coke, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, and Czech Cola. See, that's an interesting group there. So I could go one of two ways here. I could go Dr. Pepper because that's one that doesn't taste like a regular cola, or I could go with Czech because it's an off-brand. It's an um, off-brand. I'm glad you said off-brand, Tom, because Czech Cola is the correct answer. <laughs> okay, then. Okay. All right. All right. Next group, Corvette. Now I see where we're going with yeah. this. Corvette, Ferrari, <laughs> Porsche, Station Wagon. D, D, D. You gonna, D's your final answer. I'll okay. go with the Station Wagon. All right, then I'm going to, you know, we don't need to have all on BD, so let's do this. Wagyu beef, ground beef, filet mignon. B. Kobe. Beef, ground beef. Ground beef, correct. All right, last one, Tom. You've been doing really, really well. Let me Ooh, give you four, and you tell me which one does not belong, okay? Michigan, Ohio TCU. State, oh, Georgia, TCU. 
Oh, TCU. Oh, ding, 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 ding. You got it. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Well, like I said, I don't want our little fun opening roll right into the national title recap because that's like the last thing we're doing. But it's going to be very hard not to talk about it. But let's start off. We're going to look at Sugar Bowl and then uh, Sugar Bowl recap, which because this is a Bama podcast, believe it or not. And the semifinals recap, I'm sure that'll be short and sweet. I had my back to the TV the entire time because, uh, well, the, for the first game because I was dealing poker, and the second game we had it, uh, we had it on, but it was uh, we had 20, 25 people over here, no volume, so you know how that is. Just you're watching, but you're not watching. But let's start off with Sugar well, Bowl you, recap. And I don't, did you even watch the semifinal games? Well, I was fixing to say there, there was there was a couple of things that went on on my cruise that 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 give me uh, pause and a headache, and one of them was. We were getting on that Saturday, you know, Bama played at noon, so I busted my butt. We all got up early. We got we were like the first people in line. We're really close to being first. We were the first group on the ship. We got on the ship a full one hour before kickoff. I'm like, <laughs> yes. And Deb's running around getting uh, reservations and stuff, and I'm running around trying to find a TV. I went to every deck, including our room. They wouldn't even let me in the room because they wasn't even ready yet, but... Uh, I went to every day, and they had every TV off. Every one of them. They're like, "Oh, yes, sir. We can't. We can't start showing the TV uh, until we actually get out <laughs> into oh, the ocean." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and so I end up having to watch the Alabama game uh, on my phone. That's probably what contributed to me getting on the no float list. By the way, uh, <laughs> the drinking and my um, <laughs> and my disgust of having to watch the game, but. Uh, they did get the Michigan game up in time, uh, so I was able to watch Bama on our phone and and in the playoff games uh, regularly. But you know, I thought Bama, I thought Bama did something in the Sugar Bowl that they they haven't done well all year, which was they kept their penalties in check. They only had five for the game, and they won the turnover battle two to nothing. You know, mm-hmm. that's a uh, that was two unusual things that went our way. I say unusual. I think we just, you know, we cleaned them up. I mean, we were we were ready to play, and that was the Big 12 champion who just knocked off that mighty TCE that you talked about, and uh, and we woodshedded them. Yeah, I, w- I was very happy, and I was not confident at all at 10, 10 to nothing. Neutron came down, and Neutron, watching a game with Neutron is like, he's like Eeyore. Everything is just terrible you know and that's the way i get in that rut too to where you know you just you can't enjoy a game because you expect perfection like we talked about we you know will anderson i i guess in my mind i felt he should have a sack a quarter that's four sacks a game times 12 games that that breaks every record known to man so we just (laughs) expect so much out of our team because we know how good we can be and down 10 nothing i'm like man i cannot believe we came didn't come to play like i have planned all you know since christmas and and we got canceled and and you know heck i came back to work for three days and i'm like well at least we got bama playing and then we come and lay an egg because the last time that happened uh, well, the last two times it was in the Sugar Bowl, you know, Utah just disgusted me. And then I w- actually went to the Oklahoma game in 2014 and took the girls and we just, you know, we didn't play well. And I'm like, man, is it going to be a repeat? And we turned it around and I was glad we did. You know, and it's like when Tim Tebow was a senior in 2009 and we beat him in the SEC championship game. 
and uh, and you know they went to the Sugar Bowl and they trounced was it Cincinnati, and I, I mean I was happy for them because. I cannot tell you the level of hate I'd have had for Tim Tebow if he would have beaten us in 2009. But since we beat him, I, I like him. He's a good guy. You know him. Mean, he's what? He's, <laughs> he's full of fire, and and I mean, it's, he's a hard guy not to like. But I guarantee you, I would have hated him if we'd been over three against him or whatever. So, but yeah. I was glad he did, he went out with a win. You know, and I, you know, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, never got in any trouble. Uh, they, you know, just at the top of their game should, you know, r- could easily be pick number one, pick number two overall in the M- in the NFL draft. Uh, they deserve to go out with a win. I'm glad they did. But like you said, it just the 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 open up and let the little scat back that that K State has go for what 88 yards. How embarrassing was that, man? Oh, I know, I know. I was like, oh my gosh, I started. And but we kept him in check the rest of the day. You know, like you said, we went down ten nothing, and then we went on a thirty-five to nothing run, and that game was over. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and so I, I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed at all in the final and and the way it all went. I think it, uh, we took the foot off the gas a little bit there in the second half. But Bryce Young played an absolutely beautiful game too. He was very efficient with the ball. I, I don't even have his stats down, but I, I want to say he was something like, what, 12 or 17 for 250 and four touchdowns or something crazy like that. I mean, it was a quintessential game for him. I'm glad he went out with a bang. You know, it would have been a sort of a sour grapes to miss the playoffs and then also have him come back. At which was a great tribute to his class and his feelings for the university, him and Will both. But um, I'm glad that when he came back, he made the most of it. Yeah, yeah. We went, you know, take don't take points against Bama at your own peril. They went for it on fourth down after, gosh, what a 17-play drive. They converted probably three third downs, and I think the only third down they didn't convert, they converted fourth down, and then, they, of course, they missed third down and fourth down inside the, inside the five-yard line, but they didn't take the points, and we were going to be content. We were up 14 to 10 at the time. We're, they sh- they could have, you know, cut it to 14 to 13, which, I, yes, I agree. You don't beat Bama by kicking field goals, but it would have been a feel-good story a feel-good momentum kick if they had had kicked it and gone up 14-13 and then we ran the clock out after, you know, the kickoff and whatnot. But they end up going for it, missing it. And we were going to – at that point, we're on the two-yard line. We're going to be content just to run the ball and, and get out of half. And we ran it, I don't know, what, two, three, four not, – not many yards at all, probably yep, two or and three. And they called a timeout. And they called a timeout. And I'm like, well – you know, we're going we're gonna to have to punt. You know, it's, this is not good because they had the full complement of timeouts and we would have had to punt. And the next play we get, you know, a dozen or so yards and then we're calling a timeout. And it just it, – it, it snowballed from there. So, anyway, we scored with 10 seconds left in the second quarter. They knelt it out. We get the ball back. They tried to onside kick. And then we got, I guess, a turnover. And, anyway, long story short, in – Two minutes and ten seconds of game time, the score went from fourteen to ten to thirty-five to ten, and, and that was it. And that's what Bama can do, and that is why we didn't do it a lot this season. But that's what we're telling people when we when people's like, "Well, Bama, Bama ain't one of the best four. Well, okay, maybe we weren't, but you know what? We have the capability. Not every team can do that. Tennessee could do it. 
Ohio State could do it. Uh, Georgia obviously could do it. But not every team could, go, could, could score three touchdowns in two minutes and ten seconds. But we had the personnel, special teams and otherwise, to do it. And, and at that point, and why they why they kick a field goal to go thirty five to thirteen? I didn't really get that play, but <laughs> anyway, we we beat them forty five to twenty, which, you know, we were talking about at work today, or yesterday one, and and you know we, we the, the the term like I, the term was not I'm trying to think of the term that was used. It wasn't that Bama beat the crap out of them. We won by we won by twenty five, one forty five to twenty, but and against a Big Twelve opponent. But since Georgia won sixty five to seven, it was like that we had diminished our own win. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, Let, let's pretend like sixty five to seven didn't happen. You beat a team, you beat a conference championship team forty five to twenty, or you not? That's a butt kicking, right? And he's like, well, yeah. When you put it that way, yes, that's right. So it was a butt kicking. Yeah, on a neutral field. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, absolutely. So, I, I don't, I don't really have a, a whole lot more to say about the game. I, I just, I was, I was proud of them. You know, I, we, like you mentioned, we fell flat so many times in this situation. And I think if Bryce and Will would have went to the NFL, we would have really been, or I say went to the NFL, if they would have opted out instead of playing that final game. I think it would have been very difficult for us to get up for that game. Um, but, hey, I'm, I'm happy with the way it went. So, but, but I was, like I said, I was able to watch all of the Michigan-TCU game. And, man, I'll tell you what, Harbaugh may have put together the shittiest game plan for a team that I've ever seen in a playoff. That was atrocious. Um, yeah, it was I, bad. I don't know. What, I, I don't know how you felt about it. I, I thought their game plan was awful. You know, they run the ball. They got the ball first and run the ball for five times out of the first seven plays, and was all the way down to the TCU two yard line. And uh, you know, they they end up going for for fourth down and didn't get it. But on that fourth down and the next two plays after running all the way down the field, those were both pass play calls. One of them was a botched fourth down attempt, which turned the ball over, and the other one was a pick six. Um, you know, it, I, I, I don't know. It, it just – the whole thing rubbed me the wrong way. It, it, was, it was just – it was silly. It was silly. Um, because it give, it give people at least for one week – the premise that TCU belonged there, mm-hmm. and I thought it was, I thought it was just a, a, a dumb, um, you know, a dumb game plan all the way around. I, I think Harbaugh was talking to the guys in the NFL all week instead of preparing his team. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, it it, it sucked. I mean, I really wanted tcu to lose and lose badly uh, you know they and they lost and lost badly which we can talk about why that happened in the finals not the semis but the bottom line is michigan two pick sixes and i think two additional turnovers so four turnovers overall the the one catch right at the goal line where a lot of people thought that he did not have full control of the ball until he had slid into the end zone that's called down at the one. They fumble the next play. There's another seven points. That, that, that reverse pass was just stupid that they ran on fourth and one when they could have, you know, gone up three-nothing or seven-nothing. That just that set the tone for the game. 
But to TCU's credit, they, you know, Michigan fought back. Michigan fought back, and TCU kept the, the pedal to the metal, and they beat them. But that, like what I just said, four turnovers, two pick sixes, okay? <laughs> and what you remember the last time two pick sixes, you know, we threw two pick sixes, Mac Jones did, against Auburn in, what, 2019, and we had a chance to win. And that's the thing. We, four, four turnovers, two pick sixes for Michigan, and they still had a chance to win at the end. Where and I like I said I was dealing poker my back was to the TV and I, all I heard was ooh oh that's targeting game ain't over that's targeting and everybody and then I kind of glanced at it and I'm like yeah I mean that's targeting and guess what they didn't call targeting and that kind of set that is the that is the the tone of both semifinal games both semifinal games had a targeting in it that was not called. Or overturned, and it cost it cost Ohio State the game. And I don't think Michigan would have won. They it would have put them about the forty-five. They would have had a hail mary, so they would not have won. I, I still don't think they'd have won. It'd have been a miracle if they did, and you know. But but the thing is, they were down six. So if they did score, they win because they kicked the extra point and they win. Ohio State it probably cost them the game because it knocked Marvin Harrison Jr. out of the game. And I love the uh, I love the Ohio State alumni that's on Twitter this that's in the media you know like uh uh trying to think of who Hartsock is is one and then um uh well, Joey Galloway maybe there's some that are on Twitter that you know were are alums and they're like well that's that's not targeting you know he, uh what I say not didn't leave with the crown of the helmet <clears throat> and I'm like well no he didn't I agree he didn't leave with the crown of helmet but like what has happened to defenseless player what has happened yeah. to head and neck area? Like, are those, yeah, that, do we not, do we only do those at certain point in time and not all the time? Because I'm kind of lost. Yeah, I am too. I think the rule reads forcible contact to the head or neck area and launching. And I think you check all those boxes there, regardless of whether the crown of the helmet hit it. But I thought it was a stupid, atrocious call as well. Yeah, it's, it's egregious, Tom. Egregious. I forgot. I got to bring that back. You know, <clears throat> I did not get, and, and this is the, everybody complains about this, and and I'll I'll jump on the complaint bandwagon too. But the playoffs being on New Year's Eve needs to change. That's yes. Uh, that's egregious. It is terrible. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then they've had it every year, and I don't, and they get poor feedback from it every year, and I just don't understand why they continue to do it. Uh, but I, I say all that to say this, I'm on a cruise ship with the, the entire family, and New Year's Eve is the first night on the ship, so I was sitting at a bar there watching the Ohio State game, but then we had, you know, we had New Year's Eve dinner reservations. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and, and you know, we're, I'm on a ship, so when you go to a, a, a dining room there or something, they do not have TVs on the wall. And, but when I left, Ohio State was up 38 to 24. They were up 14 yeah. when I left to go to dinner. It was in the third quarter, and they were in complete control. I mean, they, they, they were. The game was going about the way that I thought it would. I, I thought they were able to play defense at least serviceably in the first half, and they were able to move the ball. They were able to move the ball effectively. They had, they had, a, they had a good offensive game plan going there, and they were up 14 and in control, like I said. And 
I didn't find out until the next morning due to not having internet service, not having anything. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't know. It struck midnight and we kind of went to the room and I couldn't find anywhere. And so the next morning I had to go downstairs and ask people what happened. And I'm like, yeah, they missed a field goal to win it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, that's like Georgia won. And so I was shocked all the way around. So I didn't get to see the comeback. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen the replay of the missed field goal at this point, but I've not, I've not been able to watch the second half. So you, you can kind of fill me in on it as you talk through it. But, uh, you know, it, it went the it went the way that you and I both predicted it would go for the first half or so, and then you can fill in the blanks of, of the second half for me. I would love to fill in the blanks of the second half if I remembered it, Tom. It was New Year's Eve here <laughs> as well, and uh, the beer was flowing like wine. And like I said, we had we had the, the volume off, and we had the music on, and if I'm not mistaken, karaoke had begun at that time. <laughs> so, but I'll tell you what, I do, I do remember one play. I think Ohio State is up by 11, and it's fourth and one right around mid. Little it, it, Ohio State is still in their own territory, but very close to midfield. And the, they snap the ball, on a, and it's a fake punt, and it is a beauty. And the dude, he needs one yard, and he could have gotten – he, he could have – he would have gotten three if he tripped over his shoestring. Like nobody was there to even touch him for the first three yards. You know, he wouldn't have gone the distance, but he didn't need to go the distance. He just needed one yard, and he had it. And Kirby Smart called a timeout right at the time. That I mean, that is that's the play of the game. You could talk about Stetson Bennett and Brock Bowers and Jalen Carter on defense all you want. The play of the game was Kirby Smart calling that timeout because that was going to be a, that that was a possession. And Ohio State, you know, who knows what happens then. They run the ball three times. There's another two minutes off the clock. So, I, I really don't – I don't see a path for Georgia to win if they don't get that timeout. And it's just a, a great call by Kirby. You know, he smelled something in the water, and, uh, <clears throat> and he called it. So, three things I want to point out uh, about the semifinals and when we get to the, to the finals is, you know, you and I, after, after the um, – after the, the final four, after the, the playoff, what do, you, what do they even call it? The CFP. After the CFP selected their, their top four, you know, we had a podcast. And we, and we ultimately agreed that, you know, the Ohio State-Michigan game, the, the wrong team won. Like, we needed Ohio, we needed a blowout. You know, we agreed that we did need a blowout. We just got the wrong team to blow out. We needed Ohio State to blow out Michigan, and here's why. Going into – so let, when, let's just rewind back to um, rivalry, we, rivalry Weekend. And my rivalry. daughter just got home, and I got a dog in the house, so Peppa's probably about to start barking. So just bear with me for a minute. Um, rivalry Weekend, uh, we wake up that morning, and Georgia is one, Ohio State is two, Michigan is three, TCU is four, uh, USC is five, and Bama is six. Okay, so what we needed is we needed num number three end up beating number two. We needed number two to beat number three. And, you know, I really believe if, if Ohio State beat Michigan, you know, 40, 42 to, to 17 or 45 to 21, whatever that final score was, then I think Michigan maybe does drop behind us. Because you remember, Michigan didn't have a good strength of schedule. They, 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 I think they were in the 60s or something. 
You know, their best win yeah. was Penn State, and, and Penn State was a game till halftime. Now, granted, hats off. Michigan played very well all year long in the second half. But, you know, that that's where you would have got three of the best four teams in there. I, I, I really just think you got two of the best four teams in there. And we'll discuss who we feel like is the best four teams at the end of the podcast. So that's one thing is, you know, Michigan beating Ohio State, that that was the basically the domino that that fell the wrong way for us. Would hey, you let, let while, while, while you're on this, let me ask you a question. If Alabama had, let's say, we've had what nine years of playoffs now? Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So nine years of playoffs. Let's say instead of Alabama being in the playoffs seven times, let's say they've only been in the playoffs twice. Let's say they just have one national champion and 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 it was well, let's just keep the two thousand twenty. Let's just say the two thousand twenty was their only national championship in that run of nine. Mm-hmm. Do you think Alabama gets left out of the playoffs? That's a great question. Probably not because then I think Saban is kind of the darling instead of the villain. You know. Well, I kind of I kind of feel like people would have given it more of an uh, an equal look at the teams. I think as dominant as Alabama has been over the past several years, people look at ways to justify not having the same old team in the playoff. Not mm-hmm. having the same old team in the championship game, not having a same old team having a fifty-fifty shot of winning an absolute another national championship. You know, I think the Bama fatigue is real, and if if that fatigue did not exist, and people didn't have on their anti-crimson glasses, I don't think TCU makes the playoffs. I think they look at it and look at those teams and look how they're built and who they are and who they lost to and how some teams struggled way more than others against much lesser competition in a much weaker conference, and I think we might get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do think that fatigue had a lot to do with us not getting in this year. Yeah, I mean, I agree. So uh, that that was one. And I, I think Michigan was – I think their strength of schedule – you know, I really believe they would have dropped them. You know, it's hard to drop a team from two to six, but it's kind of it's easier to drop a team from three to six. Like when we looked at it, and this is a little foreshadowing, when uh, when Tennessee lost to South Carolina, they dropped five spots. You know, they went from five to ten. So I, I really believe that Michigan, if they lose, if Ohio State takes care of business at the horseshoe, that uh, you know that Michigan probably drops to six. And which what we would have been five or what whatever you know um, I don't mm-hmm. remember the exact how it played out but ultimately you know Bama ended up six and and then the <coughs> USC was five or USC was four <coughs> and then um and then Ohio State was five so it was naturally just to bump them up once USC lost in their championship game so the second thing is is when TCU lost to K State. You know, immediately we hope we get in, but when it was obvious we wouldn't, I'm like, okay, well, TCU, like, you got to put them at four. I understand Ohio State lost and got beat handily at home by Michigan, 
But TCU has been dancing on the razor's edge all year long. They finally lose, and, and granted it's in overtime. I'm like, you, you can't lose and stay the same, can you? Like, you got to drop a spot. And if they had done that, you'd have had the best national title game ever. Or yeah. One of the best. It would have been up there with Bama, Georgia, 2017, Texas, USC, 2005. Granted, I know things are different. Everybody's going, you know, you're going out to California to play. It's a different ball game than 42 to 41 in the Peach Bowl. But odds are it's going to be a one-possession game at the end because Ohio State, I really feel like Ohio State at the three spot would have beat Michigan at the two spot. Georgia absolutely would have trounced TCU just like they did. It would have probably been worse, believe it or not, it'd been because it'd been in Atlanta. And you would have had one of the best championship games ever. But when they left TCU at three, that you got what you got. That, that's what they wanted. They got what they wanted. They wanted the, the Cinderella guy to get in. Well, I'll tell you what, committee, this is two years in a row that Cinderella's got in. Bama won last year 27-13 to 13 over Cincinnati. Is that correct? Yep. Where we absolutely took the air out of the ball. Cincinnati fans can say, well, we played you within 14. Yeah, congratulations. We got – you were a semifinal game. You know, all we needed to do was win and get to the next game. Didn't Style points didn't matter. We, we won 27-13. And then the Cinderella got there this year in the finals where there's not another game and you get beat 65-7. to So – Hopefully, I know we've only got one or two more years, excuse me, of the four-team playoff, but hopefully there'll be some sense in the room, and, and when somebody wants to put Cinderella in, they'll be like, guys, guys, we've tried this. We tried it in 21. We tried it in 22. It does not work. You know, I'm sorry that Bama has two losses. I'm sorry that Georgia lost the last game of the year. I'm sorry that Ohio State you know, got beat badly. They're one of the four best teams. We've got to put them in. So hopefully that's, that's what will happen. And the third thing we can kind of segue into the national title recap. Um, let me ask you something, Tom. Let's, let's just give me a number between one and ten. Out loud or behind my back? Um, behind your back, <laughs> but I, I need to know. Whisper it in your microphone so the listening audience can't hear, but I can. Yeah, plug your ears. Four. Four. Okay. Oh, I just told everybody sorry. <laughs> okay, four. <clears throat> so what we're going to do, we're going to go to week four. Take any team you want to take, okay? Let's just take a rank. Let's take Oklahoma because they were probably ranked in week four. Okay. Oklahoma plays week four, week five, week six. Week four, they lose. Oh, all right, hold up. Time out. Let me rewind. So, Oklahoma, we're going to say Oklahoma is number nine, okay? Oklahoma's number nine. Oklahoma plays in week four, and they lose. They play in week five, and they win. They play in week six, and they lose again. Where are they going to be ranked? They were nine starting week four. At the end of week six, when the last three games, they have gone one and two. Where are they going to be ranked? Exactly. They're, they're going to be sub-15, maybe 20, no, uh, depending on who they eight. lost to. They're gonna be. They're gonna move up a spot <laughs> because that's what TCU did. I they know, moved up I, a spot. How ridiculous! I understand the CFP. I, I get they have they have made an agreement. If you make the final game, you're guaranteed to be one or two. If you lose, you're two. That's fine. I got no problem with that. The AP poll is a travish mockery of that. Like that's pathetic. 
Yeah, I thought it was a cop out when when TCU went to two from all that. So I mean, that was unbelievable. And you know what I saw today too? Kirby Smart had us number six. Oh yeah, <laughs> what, what I mean, is he trying to? You know, he's poking the bear. He he thinks he's got the team to beat us, and uh, that's fine. You know, I tell you who else. I tell you who else was never going to lose to Bama again was Urban Meyer's Ohio State team. I tell you who else was never going to lose to Bama again was Dabo Swinney's Clemson team. So careful, yep. Kirby. Careful, Georgia. You know, we're not going anywhere with Nick Saban. And even after Saban, look, like I like to tell everybody, we won national titles before Bear Bryant. We won national titles after Bear Bryant. And the same is going to be is going to hold true for Nick Saban. We won national titles before Nick Saban. We're going to win national titles after Nick Saban. So, you know, let's let's temper our temper what we're talking about here, but uh, the national yeah. title recap, I mean, what's there to recap? It's just, it was overmatched. It was, yeah. it's what you get when, you know, it, it, it was, TCU was Central Florida of 2000, what year was that, that they claimed that bogus national title? Um, Auburn, they beat Auburn. Was it 2017? or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that is, TCU was Central Florida of 2017. That's exactly what would have happened to them if they would have made it into the playoffs, much less the final game. You're going to get run over. The SEC is a different animal. Caleb Castile, I think he's an actor, actually, but, you know, you recognize the last name from Tim and Simeon Castile. He had the best tweet I've seen. He said, playing, out, playing football outside of the SEC is like bowling with the bumpers up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's a great way to put it because when you bowl with the bumpers up, there's a lot of margin for error, my friend. You know, you, no, can, yeah. you can misstep and you can roll your ball that's going to hit the gutter and all of a sudden it hits the, hits the side rail and you get a strike. And it's just fantastic. Where if you take the bumper guards down, you, you roll a gutter ball. And that's what it is in SEC. There's, no, there's very little room for error. And I just thought that was a, a, great, a great summation. But I, I want to – let me give you a few stats and I want you to tell me what team I'm talking about that Georgia played this year, okay? Um, first downs, this team I'm talking about had nine, had ten first downs in, on the game. Total Against yards, Georgia? This, okay, yes. I, it's, it's a random – it may be TCU. It might not be TCU. You've got to kind of figure <laughs> out, okay? So this team had ten first downs when they played Georgia. They had 150 total yards. They had 45 yards rushing, okay? Against this team, that, that was what the team had against Georgia. Georgia, against this team that I'm talking about, Georgia had 30 first downs, 387 total yards, and 192 rushing yards. Would you like to guess, was that TCU? It wasn't TCU. It was I think not TCU. I think Georgia had more yards than that against TCU. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a random maybe Samford or somebody like that. Vanderbilt, Tom. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt made the national title game. Purple Vandy. I know Purple Vandy's technically Northwestern, but Purple Vandy made the title game. Okay, so let me let me do a little. We'll we'll get rid of a. I mean, I, I will unveil. I'll drop the curtain on the the TCU Vandy. Okay. Against Georgia, TCU had nine first downs. Vanderbilt had ten. Against Georgia, TCU had 188 total yards, and Vandy had 150. Rushing <laughs> yards, TCU had 36. Vandy had 45. Um, 
<laughs> Vandy had 30 first downs. TCU had 32. Vandy had um, – no, I'm sorry. That was wrong. That, that's Georgia. Georgia had 30 up. first yeah. downs against Vandy. Georgia had 32 first downs against TCU. Two more first downs. Vandy – I'm sorry. Georgia had 387 total yards against Vandy, 589 against TCU. And rushing yards, Georgia rushed for 192 over Vandy and 254 over TCU. So that is who <laughs> – and I, I saw a tweet from Ryan Rosillo, who I, I really like. He's like, it's just the best Georgia team ever. Yeah, Ryan, it's the best Georgia team ever. The Georgia team that was down by 14 that very easily still was just a missed field goal away from not even making the, play, making the final game, the championship game, they're the best team ever. Because they beat Vanderbilt, they beat Purple Vandy sixty-five to seven. Let's come yeah, on, let, head let, over butts. Let, yeah, let me piggyback on that a little bit too. In this two-year stretch that Georgia's won both national championships, and, and if I'm Alabama, I'm claiming them too. You know, don't get me wrong, I am. But but this has to be, in my opinion, probably the easiest two-year stretch you're going to get. Now, they did gut out a win against Ohio State that they thought they would lose, so that's a kudos to them. But last year, they had already been hammered by Alabama in the SEC championship game, and then Alabama was down, you know, two, two starting wide receivers, two starting cornerbacks by the time they got them again in the actual title game. So they got to they got to be a team that was well below the the team that had already beaten them on the field, uh, and then this year they get to play Vanderbilt in the championship game for, for all of it. Like, I mean, this it was the widest Vegas margin of any playoff game in history. Um, that's how poor everybody knew they were. And on top of that, to, to, to put the icing on the cake on all of that, how many games out of this two-year stretch run did they get to play in the state of Georgia? <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they've, they, they played the Peach Bowl both years. In, well, last year's championship game was in Peach Bowl, right? I think so. And then, uh, of course, they get to play the Peach Bowl this year against Ohio State. So, effectively, two home games and probably the biggest uh, matchups they had. And then they had to go to California to play Vanderbilt, which, I mean, they could have probably walked there this week and been ready to play. So, pretty, pretty easy run to get there. And, And on top of all that they're setting up for another easy run to at least get to the SEC championship next year because of the schedule they get. I don't know if you've seen the schedule, but they only have, they only play one ranked team. If you can believe the preseason rankings, they only have one ranked team on their schedule next year. That's Tennessee. And the majority of their teams have lost. This year, the majority of the teams that's on their schedule this year have, I think there was eight, teams or more that have five or more losses this year maybe six or more losses i can't remember exactly Mm -hmm. that stat so setting up again to be just an easy run reminds me of the run that florida state had in the 90s when they were in the acc when there was absolutely no competition over there yeah i mean georgia's over under is gonna be 
11 and a half on the over under of wins on the season is going to be 11 and a half. They're going to be for the first time, I guess, ever since Saban has been there. You know, Georgia's going to be favored to win the the SEC. Like normally, we're favored. Uh, yeah, but they'll, they'll be they'll be favored over you know when they when the media lets out their um, or not when Vegas you know lets out their lines. I mean, Georgia's going to be minus to win the conference. That's rare. Only time you really see minus to win the conference is like uh, Clemson in the ACC. A couple of th- when they had Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the ACC was weak and and uh, you know Bama's will probably be even money to win the national title or to win the SEC. But and Georgia to win the East. Which you can bet Georgia's going to be minus six hundred. Oh yeah, you know uh, that, that's how it's uh, just a joke of a schedule. And hats off to them this year. They played Oregon, and you know they're supposed to play Oklahoma next year. And Sankey made them cancel it because Oklahoma, by the time one of the ret- I guess, I guess by the time Oklahoma was scheduled to return to Georgia, they we expect them to be in the league. So we didn't want you know what basically Georgia's losing a home game. Um, a home non-conference because, yeah, you could bring them home to Athens, but it'd be a conference game. So I guess that's why they did it. But So that's not Georgia's fault. But my gosh, who would they, they um, schedule Ball State or, or UAB? It's bad. They're, they're, you know, they're going to be there's, – there's really no scenario where they're not 11-1, at least 11-1 if not 12-0. and 0. Yeah, their, their strength of schedule is going to be – close to got to be close to a hundred next year mm-hmm. <laughs> you know in the country i mean there's just nothing there nothing at all um so i i don't know you know and and here's another thing that you hear a lot of lately and i've heard a lot of this you know uh now we see why saban won so much it was all kirby smart it was all kirby <laughs> now kirby's taking over he's the he's the guy in the dynasty what you know when i look back at that because that, that a lot of chatter on that i look back at it since kirby left alabama which was in what two thousand and I think in twenty fifteen, which we won the title, I'm pretty sure it was twenty. Had to be because he didn't go to the. He, okay, first off, let's look at twenty seventeen. He was in the national title game against us. He didn't go. Um, he didn't go to the national title. His um, his first year. His, yeah, you know, was it his second or third year? It was there. second or third. So I think I think he was here in twenty fifteen, and he left us after we won the national title. Uh, yeah, pretty sure that's, that was that's, it. I think we've had, if if my math was right, I think we've won three national championships in Saban's four and one against Kirby in that span. Um, should be it should be two national championships, but played for five because we we played for it in sixteen. We, we know he wasn't he was not at Georgia he was not at Bama in sixteen because you know Georgia I know they went to the Liberty Bowl their his first year, so let's just say sixteen sixteen we played for the national title and lost to Clemson. 17, we played for the national title and beat Georgia. 18, we played for the national title and lost to Clemson. 19, we didn't make it, neither did Georgia. 20, we beat Georgia and Atlanta and then won the – no, we didn't either. We beat uh, – No, that was we, our dominant. Yeah, yeah we, we played 20, Florida. 20, we won the national title. 21, we played for the national title and lost it. So, we've won two national titles and played for three additional titles, which we've lost. We've made five championship games since then. And fine, yeah. I think Feinbaum said that, and somebody did it. They're like, we're, 
and and they're like, yeah, Bama's eighty-one and nine since uh, Kirby left. <laughs> you know, we're, <laughs> well, it's pretty. I, I don't know. Is that good? That seems good. Is that good? It, it, it feels like it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, so uh, you know they and, and you and I we text during the game uh, once or twice and. You said exactly what I felt, and I think a, a bunch of Bama fans. I don't know, man. Some some people, a lot, like my dad. He's he was he's always for the SEC. And I, I'm gonna be honest. Full disclosure here. I don't hate Georgia like a lot of Bama fans do, and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, Tom and I were in college in the '90s. Okay, in the '90s, the big bad wolf was Florida and Steve Spurrier. And any time, I was for everybody in the conference, with the exception of Auburn and Tennessee, I was always rooting against Florida. And so the three teams I did not want to ever win if we could help it. I didn't want Auburn to win. I didn't want Flor uh, Florida to win. And I didn't want Tennessee to win. Well, guess what? Georgia plays all three of them every year. So three times a year, like from 92 to 2000 or whatever, whenever Spurrier left, I was a Georgia fan three weeks out of the year. And, mm -hmm. you know, Georgia hadn't really done anything till recently since Herschel Walker, you know. And now, yeah, it's much easier to hate him. But I don't hate Kirby, dude. I, he, 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 he knows Nick Saban brought him along, and he very well might win more national titles than Nick Saban. I don't know because he's in a place where the talent is plentiful. Did you see the tweet the other day about all the quarterbacks, like the – I think five of the last eight national championship quarterbacks have been from Georgia. Yes, I did from see the state, that. You know, from the state from of Georgia. From high school. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, yeah. they have just a ton of talent over there. And, he, which, heck, we, we got two of the top – we got two or three of the top players, two of the top players this year, you know, from Georgia, So, uh, which we've already talked about. But, I, you know, I just – I don't have the hatred for Georgia that I do Tennessee – um, or Auburn, of course. Now, you know, now, yeah, things have changed. I, I hope Florida beats Georgia next year uh, until, you know, until Florida turns turns it around and starts beating <laughs> us. But, but uh, anyway, I, well, I, I kind of got it's off on a tangent. Yeah, it's just always a tough pill to swallow when, when uh, somebody's winning championships and it ain't you. You know, yeah. I, it probably would have been easier pill to swallow for probably all Bama fans if, say, Florida had won the championship this year or yeah. uh, South Carolina or whatever. But anything that, that sort of looks like it's putting a chink in our armor or putting up a roadblock for us to continue our streak of dominance, it gives us pause. Mm -hmm. And that's what, and that's what that is over there. I mean, that's just a. I mean, he's built a heck of a program. He certainly has. Now, <laughs> I definitely don't agree with these people. There's a lot of pundits out there afterwards, you know, talking about that Georgia's roster, top to bottom, has got way more talent than ours. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, I, I think even this year, our team probably was much more talented than Georgia, possibly, as far as just raw talent. Obviously, mm -hmm. we uh, we didn't get a chance to to, to play in the in, in the actual game and, and meet up, but we 
I'd said for, you know, last several weeks of the season, I thought we matched up pretty good with Georgia. And I still believe that. Um, but, you know, we've got, what, three consecutive number one recruiting classes. Uh, this year's class was the second highest ranked class of all time. And I honestly think, again, that Bama fatigue came into play <laughs> With some of the rankings that kind of got shuffled around at the end of the year, yeah. <laughs> we we talked about that a couple of year, weeks ago. But just from a talent perspective, we still have all the talent in the world. There's not a team in the country that I would trade rosters with top to bottom. There's just not. It's just a matter if we can put the puzzle pieces back together and start playing to the standard that we know we can play to. Because I will agree, as as good as we've been. I mean, it's hard to say that we're disappointed. In the last two years, we've lost three combined games. Uh, two of them, uh, in the last play of the game, uh, to top ten competition. We've lost in the championship game last year. And we finished fifth this year, which uh, we'll get to. That's not my ballot, by the way, but that's in all the other ballots. And... That's a disappointment, you know. If yeah, that's if yeah. that's the worst thing we've got to look forward to during this run, I'm okay with it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's let's get into that. Um, so all the polls hit yesterday, I guess it was, and uh, like we said, the CFP, the their top, the top four teams stay in the top four. No, nobody drops out of the top four. And one and two stay one and two in whatever order the winner stay, goes to one or stays at one, whatever the case may be, and the loser goes to two or stays at two. And that's what happened. So I want to know, and, and basically all the polls followed suit, you know, I, I, just, I, I think it's ridiculous that you can lose two of your last three games and move up a spot. They went from three to two. <laughs> yeah, if you're, not, if you're not handcuffed by the CFP, to, to rank teams like that, you should just absolutely just look and see who you think the best teams are. Just because they ended up in a game at the end of the year that, that a lot of people didn't think they should be there, I mean, they ended up with two losses. So did Ohio State. So did Tennessee. So did Alabama. There's a, there's a plethora of two-loss teams there. And... You're not going to convince me, and you're not going to convince any reasonable football fan across this country because they were all witness to it that TCU is the second best team in the country. That's ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it's absurd. That, you're insulting our intelligence, is what you're doing. You're, you're not going to push that garbage down my throat because you're a media member, and and tell me that yeah, oh yeah, TCU's definitely the best. Say, we didn't think they should be in the playoff. And by gosh, their their Vanderbilt like performance that you harped on really mm. nailed that point home. And so you're certainly not going to convince me after a 65 to seven loss that they're the <laughs> second best team in the country. I mean, good lord. Uh, well, we're we're yeah, running but, short on time. We got to talk a little basketball, Tom, because we're leading Arkansas 71 63, about to get to under four timeouts. But let's quickly. What are your? Here, here's my ballot. Here's who I think the best four teams are. Like if we had a, if we were gonna do one more play, we hit another three. By the way, we're up, we went from 65 to 63 to 74 63. Brandon Miller Damn, is quit on fire. Quit telling me that you're ahead of me. <laughs> I, I I saw the three after you said it, and now we're 
I'm still at seventy one sixty three. So. Uh, Uh, You're about to be happy. There it is. That was a fire shot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, anyway, let's just say if we had to select four teams to play in two weeks, here's who I would pick. Georgia, I'd have at number one. Ohio State, I'd have at number two because Ohio State had Georgia on the ropes. I would have Bama at three. I'd have Tennessee at four. Even, I think, I I struggle with number four because Hendon Hooker is, is injured. But you know what? They made waste of a ACC championship Clemson team. So I'm going to put UT at number four. We had the same top four except for I had Alabama at two because okay. I, I really believe that. Um, I, you know, it's just uh, – it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that we were in the position that we ended up being in. And who, who was it that LSU – LSU dismantled somebody too. Purdue. Who was that? Purdue, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that wasn't a great matchup, but the uh, I, th- I think the teams that were elite or near the top in the SEC all took care of business handily. I mean, just absolutely handily. And you, you just can't convince me that we weren't. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and say we were better than Georgia. That's uh, You'd be foolish to say that at this point. But I yeah. absolutely think that we uh, we were at least one of the top three teams. And, I, and again, I had us two. Yeah. And if, you, if you're still listening to this podcast, and I, I wish we would have hammered this point home earlier, I, I'm not – no one is – listen, nobody was beating Georgia Monday night, okay? It's just one of those games. Kind of like when we beat Notre Dame that, you know, in 2012, nobody was beating Bama that night. I'm sorry. They weren't, you know. And, but we're not saying we would have beaten Georgia. But we, I'm going to say this. We wouldn't have lost 65-7. to No. Right, and that game would have been the game in the fourth quarter. Did you look at the FPI? The final uh, FPI? I did. Yeah. I did. They had TCU at 12. And, yeah. I, you know, if I had a vote, I would have put – TCU probably losing at number two, losing 65. Well, just think, Tom. Tennessee got shellacked uh, by South Carolina and dropped five spots. I'm at least dropping them five spots. I'm at least dropping them seven or eight, you know, so. Yeah, no, no doubt. Now, let's let's get into basketball before we get wrapped up. And for those of you that have been watching, Bama's got one heck of a team. Currently ranked fourth in the AP. Their only two losses are the top five teams, I believe, that are they're currently ranked. They're number two in the RPI, only behind number one, Kansas. They have the number one strength of schedule in the country right now and still are sporting a 13-2 and record. They're projected number one seed in Lenardi's rankings right now, currently 3-0 and in the SEC, trying to go 4-0. I don't know. The game may be over on your TV. On my TV, they're a TV timeout. And they're up 11 with three to play. But, you know, and, and one thing here to keep in mind, one of our better players in the first uh, eight or nine games of the season, Namari Burnett, he was averaging eight points a game on this team, which is a significant contributor, yeah. and he was shooting over 35% from three-point land. He got hurt in that Houston game. We beat number one Houston at the mm-hmm. time, if you remember, and he's almost back. I think they said he was warming up uh, in practice this week, you know, shooting the ball a little bit, coming back from that wrist injury. So we're fixing to add, add another piece to this team and I, we are looking good. I'm just telling you. I, I hope we can continue this and turn it on at the right time. But it is fun to watch us play. 
Well, we've got good guard play, and that and that's what it takes, and, and we've got it. I just saw, you probably just saw it on your TV, Brandon Miller was 0 for 0 in the first half with zero points, and he's 3 for 4 with 14 points. And, you know, that happened another game. Uh, so I don't, I don't keep up with basketball near like you do, but I am now that we're going to start. I'm not charging. You're charging. You know, one game, Brandon Miller didn't make a bucket and did all his damage from the free throw line. Like, that's, that's clutch. Like, he ha he's versatile. And to be a freshman, you know, how many times did he, was he held scoreless in high school ball in the first half? I'm going to say never. And, Probably never. You know, he's getting held, he's getting held scoreless in, in SEC play. And he doesn't get down on himself. He, he just comes back. And I tell you, this was a huge game. We talked about it at work today. We've got a great chance to start out in the conference play about 8-0, and 9-0, something like that. So we've got Arkansas tonight, which we are up on my TV. We're up 13 with 230 left. Okay. <laughs> <Jackass>. <laughs> so we play Vandy Woo! at Nashville. Vandy <laughs> at Nashville used to be the house of horrors. I don't know what Vandy has, but we're, we're salty. And then we, we've got back-to-back -back road games, Vandy and Missouri, and, you know, we need to win both those. Then we host Mississippi State. We go to Norman, Oklahoma. That's not a conference game, so big deal. Well, then we host Vandy before going to LSU. So if we can win a night, we've got one, two, three, four. We've got a chance to win five more and start out, what would that be, 9-0 and oh in conference play before going to LSU. That's just fantastic. And, they, you know, at this point – not to get greedy, I'll take a split between Vanderbilt, Missouri. I'd like to get both of them, but if we split them, that's fine because then we got Mississippi State at home, we've got Vanderbilt at home, and then we go on the road to LSU. So uh, we, you know, things are looking good. But man, Tennessee looks great. I'm gonna say it'll be between us and Tennessee who wins the the regular season title, and then you know anything can happen in the tournament. So we'll maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll keep it up, but. It's a, it's a good time to be a Bama fan. And, I, hey, I'm down for I'm not charging, you're charging. I can't commit to every Monday, but I can commit to a, a few Mondays, you know. We'll see yeah, how it absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready for it. And, and you're right, you know, as far as the schedule goes. Um, one of the big things that's always huge in the SEC is winning on the road. And tonight we're on the verge of trying to beat a, who was previously in the top 10 before they dropped one on the road themselves last week, again, on the road. Uh, so you, you're, you're on the verge of beating a top 10 team on the road in the SEC, and we're, that would put us to 4-0. We've already beaten, uh, I think, Mississippi State on the road, right? Yeah, yeah correct. And, and that's another place. Both Mississippi schools tend to give us fits on the road. I mean, it's just tough to win on the road. But getting those two wins is huge, and, and we played Kentucky, blew them out. I mean, this is uh, trending at least the right way right now. So I'm, I'm excited. I hope Namari uh, comes back and, and is a full contributor. And I tell you, somebody else, Javon Quinterly is getting better and yeah. better he's, every he's, game. You know, yeah. he, he, He's been one of the keys to where we're, why we're at where we're at right now. Absolutely, he has. I mean, he, it's taken him a little while to get back up to speed from his injuries, but now he's he's kind of getting in. And, and when you've got Sears coming in and you take him out from handling the ball, even if they're in the game at the same time, and you put it in Quinterly's hands, you don't lose anything. No. You've got a fresh guy who can get to the bucket at will against almost anybody in the country. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. Well, that'll wrap us up. We are, we are over time, and uh, I'm going to be watching this family game, and uh, enjoy the night. Hey, happy New Year to everybody listening, and Tom.
Auburn. As always, if you're going to hate Auburn, you have to hate early and hate often. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Take it easy, guys. Junior is great.